0: Good morning, I'm Riley and this is Lifestyle Tucson, a program where I speak with nonprofit groups and organizations finding out how they serve our community and getting updates on current projects. For the first portion of today's show, I am sharing my recent conversation with the Gospel Rescue Mission. I'm speaking
1: with Lisa Chastain, CEO, Gospel Rescue Mission.
0: Gospel Rescue Mission has one of my favorite origin stories. And in a way, helping those who are struggling with homelessness is a family business. Will you share a brief history of how Gospel Rescue Mission came to be and a bit of how it led to where you are today?
1: Absolutely. I'd love to talk about this because it's such... So near and dear to my heart, and Gospel Rescue Mission was started in 1953 by my grandfather, actually. And uh, he was a yardmaster at Southern Pacific Railroad, and he just developed so much compassion for those, you know, they called them hobos in that day, riding the rails. And he would bring food from home and clothing from home and coats from home. And that just continued and continued until he just left the railroad, started the mission full time work to take care of those that were experiencing homelessness at the time. He ran it for about ten years and then went on to pastor two local churches here in town. To say that it's evolved over the years, some over almost sixty years ago, is an understatement. You know, they started it just as basically a soup kitchen, and uh, it was known for soup, soap, and salvation and uh and that's what they provided you know they provided uh shelter and and meals and the gospel message and that's certainly you know part of the services that we we include today but you know as homelessness has taken on so many different faces and layers of complications gospel rescue mission has always been attentive to whatever the needs are at the community and providing a solution So we've evolved over the years and uh, just most recently moved into uh, the Center of Opportunity, which was the Old Holiday Inn Holodome Hotel on South Palo Verde. So that gave us a great opportunity to not only increase our capacity, but also uh, partner together with other organizations to bring all the services to the homeless under one roof.
0: Homelessness isn't one-size-fits-all, and so to be able to assist the variety of issues that people in this situation can be facing, you have these partnerships with organizations in the community. Can you give me some examples of these partnerships and how they help out?
1: Sure. Gospel Rescue Mission wants to stay very narrow-focused, you know, to do what we're good at, and um, because there are so many different services that are needed for the homeless that we wanted to partner with other organizations to do that. You know, Tucson's very charitable, but also there's so many great nonprofits here. Mm-hmm. And so to provide those services in one as a one-stop shop has been amazing. So some of those services are El Rio Health is there with a full mm-hmm. medical and dental clinic. That's amazing. We have a full job training center. You know, we do workforce development right now with the skill set and the experience that people have coming in. But the job training center is the next level where we'll actually teach them a trade and that's with Pima Community College. Um, We also have organizations that provide ID and they get their birth certificates and they get ID because they can't get a lot of services without an ID. We have services to provide mental health. We have a partner on property that has three full-time mental health providers there. Gospel Rescue Mission does addiction recovery. Department of Economic Security there. 90% of the people that we serve are in some form of government benefit, so it was important for them to be there. And we have a group of a stable of uh, volunteer lawyers that come and help get all of the legal entanglements of some of the guests, you know, get them cleared of fines and In return, they can pay that off maybe with community service that they can do at the center. So the list goes on and on. I don't want to bore you with the (laughs) list, but that is the primary services. But like I said, there's layers of complications Mm -hmm. and we try to provide a solution uh, at both of our centers. Mm -hmm.
0: And and like I had said, it's. It it needs to be individualized for each person who is coming in seeking help. So I had seen on your website that the community impact numbers were recently published, grmtucson.com. Uh, I would like to hear a bit more about some of these services that you were able to provide in 2021.
1: It's been a challenging year, to say the least, two years. Mm -hmm. We moved into the Center of Opportunity in June of 2019. We were only open for eight months when COVID happened. So now we've been open through COVID longer Mm -hmm. than we were on the other side of COVID. So I'm happy to say that, you know, Gospel Rescue Mission was the only shelter in town to remain open during all of those hard COVID Uh, months uh, because we have private rooms. We were able to isolate and quarantine people there on property. Most shelters, just with congregational Mm -hmm. living, weren't so fortunate to be able to, uh, to quarantine in a private area. So that's the reason we were able to stay open. Even through all of the two years of COVID, We've been able to do incredible services, even though our capacity is still at 50 and 60 percent. The numbers have been remarkable through that all through it all. Um, let me look here. We've had 52,000 over 52,000 bed shelter bed nights for those that were experiencing homelessness, and 58 of those are for kids. We have had $6 million in in in-kind contributions. And let me just talk about that a little bit because through COVID, I think the nonprofits were a little bit inundated with stuff to give away, which Mm -hmm. was a blessing. And I say that because we opened our drive through event that's called Blessings to Go. And we were able to just pass through, you know, food and household items and practical goods and hygiene items right back to the community that was in need. So that has been, we've been doing that for two years through a COVID, so that's been awesome, which has turned into our Thanksgiving blessings mm-hmm. to go and Easter blessings to go, so we've kind of mastered the drive-through at this <laughs> point, but we're hoping to get to, um, you know, a face-to-face sit-down banquet style for some of our big events, but, um, but in the meantime, we're still able to give out to the community, not just serve the homeless, you know, everybody knows that Gospel Rescue Mission serves the homeless. But what they don't know is we do so much for the low-income families mm-hmm. of Tucson to keep them from homelessness, right? So that's kind of our prevention piece is let us help you now to supplement some of your needs so that you are, we're not taking care of you with shelters. Oh, one thing that's amazing is our employment stats. So mm-hmm. people come to us and they're... Uh, Homeless because of lack of employment. Well, we certainly know that we live in a day and age right now where where workers are needed. There's a shortage of workers, so we've been able to put 500 of our guests in working jobs just this year alone, which is you know record shattering for us. Great thing is is that we have ready and willing people to gain employment, and we have a lot of employers that need employees. So I think that. Our results during COVID have been remarkable in the face of adversity. Mm -hmm.
0: You're listening to Lifestyle Tucson. I'm Riley, and I'm speaking with Lisa Chastain, CEO of the Gospel Rescue Mission. So you had mentioned your Thanksgiving blessings to go, and so that was just recently. Can you tell me a bit about how that went?
1: Yeah, so we were able to serve uh, over 2,600 Thanksgiving meals out to the community. And we did it in a drive through fashion, and it's great. It's not just, oh, you wait in line, you get a meal. It's like a whole procession of fun. <laughs> so they start out, and we have uh, flowers that are donated. We're able to give those out, and and cookies and stuffed animals for the kids. And certainly everybody gets a full Thanksgiving meal and a whole pie per car. And then like we always do, you know, Gospel Rescue Mission will always offer prayer and hope for those that chose. So at the end of the line, they could could pull out and we would have a chaplain pray with them or they could be on their way. So we saw much need, which is not good. But the good news is that we were able to stand in the gap for uh, some of their immediate needs. Mm -hmm. So it was a blessing that day.
0: Are there any changes to your operations during this time of year?
1: Well, this is certainly our busy month, our busy season, I guess I mm-hmm. should say. We start kind of the in October mm-hmm. and really try to meet the needs of the community as well as the guests that we serve. And we do that in a multitude of ways. You know, uh, of course, we just talked about the Thanksgiving mm-hmm. event. For Christmas, um, we used to have a Christmas dinner banquet, but there's so much food resource at Christmas time that we changed our Christmas event to Easter. Mm-hmm. So, what we do for Christmas is we collect toys for the kids, as well as each one of the adult uh, guests that we serve get Christmas gifts as well. We just had 50 volunteers or so at our center doing Christmas decorations. So it's a very festival uh, environment. We have, you know, appearances from Santa Mm -hmm. and uh, that comes and gives kids, gives toys to the kids. And certainly, you know, year end, we are funded entirely by donations. We don't have any government or federal funding. All of our funding comes from private sources. So your your financial donations, you know, allow us to be able to provide all of these wonderful services to the guests that we serve.
0: I had read your letter telling the story about Jeremy and his family. And what I find so significant about their situation is how sometimes, you know, people have these preconceived notions about why someone is homeless or what they're facing. And this story shows that you can be doing your best and still deal with homelessness or housing insecurity. Would you be able to share that story again for us?
1: Yeah. And I'm so glad you prefaced it that way, because that's one of the reasons why we tell so many different sides of the story is because a lot of people do face homelessness for unexpected Mm -hmm. reasons. So Jeremy and his family were living in a rental. They were very cleanly people and it was infested Mm -hmm. by rodents and the landlord wouldn't do anything about it. They evicted them out and uh, they went from used all of their savings for motel and hotel stays and had nowhere to go and uh, learned about Gospel Rescue Mission, came there, and it was just in their desperate time of need. They weren't homeless because of lack of employment. They weren't homeless because of drug addiction. They were homeless simply because there's not enough affordable Mm -hmm. housing. And in their situation, you know, their housing that they were in became inhabitable. Mm -hmm. And so so they found us and they were able to stay with us and secure housing and get on their way and, you know, set them up for success. There's so many different reasons that people uh, find themselves homeless and that is certainly a good example of Mm -hmm. somebody that, you know, doesn't have mental health issues or doesn't have addiction issues, that they find themselves homeless in a different Mm way.
0: And that kind of links back to the partnerships? Because I remember another time when we were speaking, uh, you do have a partnership to help with affordable housing for people facing homelessness. Can you tell me a bit more about
1: that? Yes. Well, we partner with a lot of different organizations that provide affordable housing. But exciting news is that at the Center of Opportunity, there was a tower of 250 hotel rooms that was currently from the existing hotel that are being remodeled for 100 affordable housing apartments. And so that's been under construction for a year now, and their uh, completion date is in April. So we're really excited that the Center of Opportunity guests will be given an opportunity to even have permanent housing. The benefit of the permanent housing residents is they'll be able to participate in all the services on the campus. Mm-hmm.
0: So I would like to talk a little bit about the Christmas Matching Challenge that is currently ongoing,
1: and I think it's through the end of the month, right? Through through the end of the year. End of the month, however you want to approach (laughs) it. Yeah, so we had a very generous donor um, give us a $150,000 contribution that is a matching incentive gift. So uh, your gift will be doubled dollar for dollar until the end of the year. So please participate in that so that your money can be doubled and you can have double the impact of bringing life transformation services to the guests that we serve. Oh, and you can go to grmtucson.com to, to donate at any time.
0: Yeah, that's important <laughs> note to make. Uh, so part of providing a service for the community is that you also need the community to help you provide these services. So what are some uh, volunteer opportunities or openings you have at Gospel Rescue Mission?
1: We couldn't do the work, the capacity of the work that we do without the faithful volunteers. So we have volunteers opportunities every day of the week, every hour that you could possibly be available. We appreciate, you know, if you choose Gospel Rescue Mission to be the organization that you invest your time, you know, we value that. You can go on the website again and hit the volunteer link and find all the volunteer opportunities. But to give you some examples, we when we moved into the Center of Opportunity, one of the things that we did different is that we wanted to serve all the meals instead of them going through like a buffet line. We try to build relationships, you know, in every way that we serve the guests. So think of it as your if you had a guest coming to your home, mm-hmm. you know what would you do? You would clean your house, you would you know, change your bed sheets, you would do all the nice things to get ready for your guests. Well, that's how we consider all the guests that we serve every single day of the year. So one of the ways that we could show them that dignity and respect, the meals are served. So that was gonna take an army of volunteers to do that. So breakfast, lunch, and dinner, we serve over almost 500 meals a day. And that's done all through volunteers. So breakfast, lunch, or dinner, those are volunteer opportunities. We also use volunteers for teaching classes. That can be educational classes, uh, life skills classes. We even have a 2,500-square-foot gym with an exercise room. So we need those that can teach an exercise class. That's all with volunteers. Uh, circuit training with the gym equipment, that's through volunteers. So it's a wide variety of different needs that we have. So we hope that you would consider volunteering with Gospel Rescue Mission because we need your help. Mm-hmm.
0: And building off of that, I had seen on your website there's also some job openings available with Gos- Gospel Rescue Mission.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for um, for mentioning that. We do have a lot of job opportunities that are available please get to the website and check those out as well. But one of the things that we really are in need of right now is a head chef. We talked about the uh, kitchen and the dining room just a minute ago, but with us serving 500 meals a day, you know, we serve more meals than most local restaurants mm-hmm. serve. And people don't recognize, you know, the the homeless shelter as a restaurant, but mm-hmm. we are a restaurant. We're looking for faithful kitchen workers, so we're right along the alongside with all the restaurants that are asking for help, but one thing that we can offer that maybe restaurants don't is you know, a community where you're able to give back and really, as a ministry, serve food to those that are you know, malnourished or that are food insecure. so there's there's a cause associated with it, not just preparing meals, but you're preparing meals with for a cause. Mm-hmm.
0: And where's the the best location for all information regarding volunteer
1: opportunities and employment? GRMTucson.com. And you can find all of that information there at the website.
0: You are eligible for the Arizona Charitable Tax Credit donations, correct? We
1: are, yeah. We are a an organization that allows for you to, if you owe taxes on your Arizona state taxes, you can either give it to the IRS or you can give it to mm-hmm. Gospel Rescue Mission. So when you give your money to Gospel Rescue Mission, it can go to pay your state tax, which is, you know, why would anybody want to do anything different? So you can give up to $800 if you file jointly or $400 if you file single, And it's a great opportunity. Don't miss out on that, Um, that you can choose your favorite organization to give to. Make Gospel Rescue Mission maybe at the top of your list. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So before we wrap up, while 2021 was still a very challenging year, what are some moments, projects, or people that you've encountered this past year that when you look back, you have just feelings of gratitude and hope moving forward
1: with Gospel Rescue Mission? Uh, gratitude is a lifestyle for me um, Good so, so that is, <laughs> I like that so that is you know and all of our staff for that matters you know it's just like if we're not healthy and we don't we have the tools in our staff you know if we're not equipping our staff to be healthy then how are they going to be able mm-hmm. to take care of the people that we serve because the people that we serve are in crisis right so they're in crisis so we need to be that beacon of hope that they experience when they first come in, because it's hard to ask for help. The fact that they've walked in our doors is already miraculous. You know, asking for help is a hard thing to do. So we want everybody to walk in to our doors and feel, number one, welcomed, but also feel hopeful. Man, this is we hear it so many times, man. This place is different. Mm-hmm. I can't explain it, but it's different. And that is just, I just it blesses my heart because that is what we try to do is to make it feel different mm-hmm. and to make them feel welcome. So literally, I mean, just having the opportunity to serve amidst, you know, a worldwide pandemic with our frontline workers has been miraculous all in itself. So God has certainly sustained us and and given us the vision and the energy and the resources to do what we feel he's called us to do.
0: Well, Lisa, is there anything else you would like to add on before we...
1: Just a great big thank you to the Tucson community. Uh, the Tucson community is very compassionate community. You know, when we moved into the Center of Opportunity, our budget went up $2 million. So it was really kind of a leap of faith. And the community just kind of wrapped their arms around us and, and helped us sustain and realize the importance of the work that we do. So a great big thank you to everybody out there for giving us the resources that we need to accomplish and what we do and impact the lives of those that are experiencing homelessness.
0: Well, well, Lisa Chastain, thank you so much for taking this time to give us a little update and uh, let us know about what's to come. Thank you and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. You're listening to Lifestyle Tucson. That was Lisa Chastain, the CEO of Gospel Rescue Mission. For the next portion of today's program, I'm sharing my conversation with Kim Kirshner from the Institute for Better Education. The Institute for Better Education has been serving the community since 1999. However, you're a very unique organization with a very specific purpose.
2: Tell me about what IBE is and what it does. So IBE, or the Institute for Better Education, is a tax credit organization where Arizona taxpayers have a lot of control over where their state taxes go. This is a state tax credit, and what they do is they make donations to IBE, uh, and we're the largest tax credit available in Arizona, and we take those funds and we turn them into scholarships for children, typically low-income, or children with a special need, to attend a private school that is best for them because we find and I think the community knows, especially now after COVID, that uh, putting children first in their education is pretty important. Mm-hmm.
0: So, what all areas do you serve? It's not just us here in Tucson. I understand it's a much wider-reaching area than that.
2: That is correct. IBE works with over 300 private schools here in the state of Arizona and if there is a private school we don't work with, we can. So we want to serve every child that's attending a private school here in Arizona.
0: So I saw on your website ibescholarships.org that since getting started, now more than 20 years ago, that over $150 million in scholarships have been awarded. Have you seen changes recently and kind of along with that what was the need like during the 2020 2021 school year
2: Great question, and yes, the need has been much higher. We found, whereas we do believe in education for children, regardless of what that school looks like, whether it's a charter school, home school, a district school, private school, whatever's best for the child, and so many more families were turning to a private school education. We also found that most of those families tended to be coming from more of a low-income family, and so that meant we had higher need. We have been able to scholarship at this This year, we're about 10% up in the amount of scholarships that we've awarded. Uh, Last year, it was even higher because, again, these families had more need. The other side of that, though, is in order to meet that need, we need more donations and more Arizona taxpayers because less than 5% actually participate in this program to start making that choice to have that kind of say in their state tax credits.
0: So let's let's chat a bit about the Arizona private school tax credit itself. Can you just explain to me a bit further how that works?
2: Of course, so if somebody is doing their state taxes, we all know we have what's called an Arizona state tax liability. This is what the state of Arizona wants from a taxpayer, regardless of how much money's been withheld from their paycheck, and we all know we get money, our taxes taken out of our paycheck, state taxes, federal taxes, things like that. Well, what our employers do is they take those state taxes that they've taken out of our paycheck, and they every quarter send it to the Department of Revenue. So that's why it's always nice, sometimes we'll get a refund, because we have more money being held at the Department of Revenue than what our liability is. A tax credit only looks at the liability. So let's say somebody's state tax liability, which is typically on line 48 of the Arizona Form 140, will say, let's say it says $2,000, but they've had $2,000 withheld from their paycheck. In this case, they don't owe anything and they're not getting a refund. But if they had made a $2,000 tax credit donation recommending either our general fund to help low-income families, a particular private school to help their low-income families, or even a specific student you can recommend attending an Arizona private school, they would have had that kind of say, and that would come right off of their liability, and now they're getting a refund of $2,000. So they've had total control and say over their state tax dollars. So from what I understand,
0: there are four scholarship programs that support the private uh, school tax credit program.
2: Can you tell me a bit more about that and how they differ? Of course. So back when this program started over 24 years ago, they started with what they call the individual or original program. Every child attending a K-12 private school here in Arizona was eligible to receive those credits. Then in 2012, uh, the Arizona legislature gave us what's called the Plus or Switcher Program, It's even called Overflow. It's got a couple of names. But this was a second donation opportunity for Arizona taxpayers. But they put eligibility requirements on the students who could receive those. Initially, it was just for children who were attending private school for the first time. Kindergarten, transferring from an Arizona public school to an Arizona private school, even military families. That's been expanded to also include homeschool families out-of-state families, out-of-country families, and this means that even children who have been receiving what they call the ESA program here in Arizona are now eligible to receive these plus or switcher funds. So those are two of the programs. Both of them have a recommended funds component where you can recommend a specific student. They also have a financial need component where if you recommend a school, we have funds to help those low-income families. Then Arizona businesses can also give what they call the corporate low-income and the corporate disabled displaced. So these are two funds that are taking care of very vulnerable children here in Arizona, and those take care of the other two programs. So we've got Individual, Switcher, we've got uh, Corporate Low Income, and Corporate Disabled Displaced.
0: You're listening to Lifestyle Tucson. I'm speaking with Kim Kirshner, Executive Director for the Institute for Better Education, discussing the Arizona Private School Tax Credit Program. So can you just clarify for me a bit of how these funds are used Um, from what I'm understanding it can directly support an individual for tuition or it could go directly
2: to a school is that correct so exactly so uh, basically a taxpayer or a business so let's let's start with the individual taxpayer they can recommend our general fund which again will just be taking care of low-income families and we award that to pay tuition only they can also recommend a specific private school or schools, They can uh, there are funds for an individual married filing jointly, it's $2,435, fairly significant. So if they'd like to divide that between two schools, they certainly can, and then that would be utilized to help low-income families Or they could recommend a specific student or students attending a private school. For the businesses, they can only make their tax credit recommendations to our general fund or to a school. They can't recommend specific students. But all of the funds that come into IBE are utilized just for tuition. It's to reduce a student's tuition.
0: So let's shift focus a bit to the corporate tax credit program because that is a topic right now. We're in the this season uh, where businesses start putting that into consideration. So can you explain to me how businesses can help with IBE's mission
2: and what type of businesses are eligible for the dollar-for-dollar dollar tax credit? Great question. And you're correct. There are eligible businesses here in Arizona. They need to be either a C corporation, an S corporation, an LLC that files taxes like an S corporation or most insurance companies and a lot of times people will say wait a minute S corporations and LLC's they don't pay taxes and that's correct their entity does not pay taxes which is the beauty of this program if anybody has an S corp or an LLC that files like an S corp their don their donation comes from their entity and then the credit flows through to their shareholders so this is a way for a business to pay for a personal shareholders State tax liability. So that's just a huge benefit to S Corps and LLCs. All that being said, because we're in December, it is the end of many businesses' fiscal year. So they're very aware of what their tax burden looks like, whether it's from an individual perspective for the S Corps and the LLCs, or for the business aspect for the insurance companies or the C corporations. So now is the time to make that donation. All they have to do is contact IBE. You can give us a quick call at 520-512-5438 and ask for Lupita. She's in charge of our corporate donor relations, and she will walk you through the process. It's a one-page application where you look at your full state tax liability Uh, quite frankly we received a million dollar donation yesterday because this business had that kind of a liability and they want a say they want to be able to help children again putting children first right now and making a difference in their lives is first and foremost in so many people's minds including businesses so then they give us the application we submit it to make sure that we haven't hit the cap and this is where it's really critical in arizona there is a statewide cap as to how much can be directed from arizona business to help these low-income and disabled children this that amount even though it was in excess of 135 million dollars it's below eight million dollars right now and we know being it's december first come first serve it's going to go quickly these final funds contact us Uh, we also have a corporate website at azcorporatetax.org which takes you directly to that application and lupita just to make sure you're making a difference with your tax dollars for businesses because being the business that is providing for children's education here in Arizona in a time like this is a wonderful thing.
0: And it's nice to have a say. I imagine like your alma mater and you're like, I received a great education from this school, and I would love to see others receive a comparable education in years to come. So in a way, it's uh, paying it forward.
2: You're absolutely right. And it also is looking for potential employees. You'd be surprised how many businesses focus on particular private schools, knowing that the children coming out of that could be a future employee Mm -hmm. for them. So there's a lot of benefits for businesses to make this decision and uh, making sure the children are receiving that education and being part of that. Mm -hmm. So what deadlines do individuals and uh, corporations need to know Excellent. For the individual taxpayers for the 2021 tax year, they have all the way through till April 15th or tax day. And I will say, even if you're filing an extension, you still need to make your tax credit donation, just like you still have to pay your state taxes by April 15th. We can retake no donations after that. Mm -hmm. But most donations actually do come in between, I would say, April 1st and April 15th. When we're when the deadline is the fifteenth mm-hmm. of April, because that's when people are staying doing their taxes. They see what their liability is. They're paying with a credit card because we pay all fees. They they get their refund back within ten days typically here in Arizona, and they pay their credit card bill. So they're out nothing. They're getting points miles. They're having a say in their taxes. They're helping children. So that's their deadline. Businesses the deadline is truly just when the funds run out. Mm-hmm. And again, we're down to about eight million dollars. And being it's December, a lot of businesses, if their fiscal year is a calendar year, this is the time to look at what, talk to your CPAs, talk to your CFOs, find out what that number is, contact us. If your fiscal year ends June 30th, you might have more time to make your donation, but if that cap runs out. We have to wait till July 1st of next year. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess
0: in closing, where is the best way to get more information, both for families who want to find out more about scholarships or for individuals and businesses seeking to make a donation?
2: number of ways to contact us. First of all, we're just up at Speedway & Swan here in Tucson, so come by and see us. You can go to our website either at Scholarships.org and we have a donor portal right there for individual taxpayers. Uh, we also have the corporate one at azcorporatetax.org or call us, 520-512-5438. We will answer your the phone. We will take care of any questions you have. If you've got 20 minutes worth of questions about how this program works, we can't wait to help. You'll have 20 minutes of time. You bet. Wonderful. Well,
0: Kim, thank you so much for all of this great information. And yeah, the website again? Ibescholarships.org. You've been listening to Lifestyle Tucson. That was Kim Kirshner, Executive Director for the Institute for Better Education. If you are part of a nonprofit group or organization that would like to be featured in an upcoming episode of the Lifestyle Tucson program, you can reach out to us by email, publicaffairs at azlotus.com. That is publicaffairs, all one word, at azlotus.com. For more information about the show or to listen back to something you may have missed, go to the Sunday Mornings page at mixfm.com, kfma.com, klpx.com, or ESPN Tucson dot com.